Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Hey gang, welcome to the Hidden White Podcast, episode 922. This is my inspiring conversation with Charles Hentis. The topic today is Awaken, and what we're discussing with Charles today is how anyone can awaken to the greater life that exists all around us at every single moment, and that's through connecting with greater purpose and finding ways to serve and have greater impact. And so that's really where the the conversation leads itself. Charles is a great storyteller, so very uh, energetic, very enthusiastic, very passionate. Guys, you're going to leave this conversation feeling inspired to go out and find more purpose in your life. I can guarantee it. I hope you enjoy. Connect with us at thehiddenwhy.com. Talk soon. G'day, Charles. Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Great to have you here. Looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Liam. Excited that I'm here. Mate, we, um, you've chosen the topic today, Awaken. Um, so that's where we're going to head with this conversation. But why are you passionate about this word, Awaken? What does it mean to you? I guess uh, people often see themselves so low and hide and don't know who they are and or don't realize their path is perfect no matter what it is. And if we can get them to see themselves higher earlier in life than I did, then that excites me. So I like to awaken people and awaken companies to how awesome they are and how fulfilling their lives can be. Right. So you're really shifting and, and getting people to wake up to the... The, the beautiful life that, that is all around us. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want to do. I mean, it comes out in different words and in different uh, models and different stories, yeah. but that's, that's what I want. So what, what's your background? I mean, you just said then you'd you know, like to awaken people a little bit earlier in life so they can really start living the experience. Uh, what age did you feel that you've, you know, came to realize what, what greatness there is in your life? Well, I, I think that uh, there's various levels where I, I know in my starting my company when I realized that I could afford to donate roofs, that was something that that was powerful. But that wasn't a major awakening because I didn't necessarily get it how it all works. I think maybe in my 50s, I'm 57, maybe not till I was like 50, did I just go all in on this from a professional standpoint and go, you know what? I can't look at the bottom line, number one. I've When somebody reaches me with a problem, uh, when they have a leaky roof and they don't have the money to pay, maybe I can say maybe and sleep on it instead of no and find a way to help. And I think by finding the magic in business and by really through donating roofs, we discovered how to find ourselves 
and and other people that partnered with us have the same experience along the way. So when you find the cause that's near and dear, that just awakens you. Um, and for me, it's 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 acknowledging children that are unacknowledged, but it's also keeping families safe and dry. Uh, because I believe everybody deserves a decent place to live. It started at business, and then I realized it also happened in life, and I, I dissected the stories in my life, and then I found things that awoke in me. I, I had an experience when I was 19 years old that I could tell in a couple of minutes. Do you want to hear that? Yeah, that absolutely. really was my first. Well, I grew up Mormon. I'm no longer Mormon. I'm a foreman. But I grew up and I went on my Mormon mission to Thailand like a good Mormon. I didn't like service as a Mormon kid because service was like donating every weekend to go help somebody move. But in Thailand, one day I was, this guy came in the room, elder so-and-so. He says, hey, elder Francis, because that's what we call ourselves there. He goes, do you want to go to an orphanage today? And I said, sure. And he goes, well, you're not going to like it. It's going to be hot and sweaty. And okay, I know. And so I show up not expecting much. And I'm assigned to this room. And I walk in a room and there's like 20 kids sleeping on the ground. And they're Mm. about eight or nine years old. And one little girl wakes up and she smiles and she's beautiful because not only is she cute, but somebody had maybe earlier in the day painted clown cheeks on her. And she smiles and she put her arms up for me to pick her up. And so I, it put me in a good mood instantly. I went over to pick her up. But as I started to lift her, I was shocked because when I thought she would weigh like 40 pounds, she weighed about 12 pounds. And I, I looked and her spine was withered and she, she didn't have much of her lower body. And I was so in shock that I, I sort of did that thing you do when your neighbor hands you your kid, I kinda, you don't wanna hold, I kinda bounced her twice. And as I went to release her, I felt those long arms dig in my back and then, whoa, and it kind of put a shiver in me. I didn't know what to do. And I thought, well, I'm gonna do this again. And about 30 seconds later, I went to bounce her again. This time, when I went to bounce her, two things happened. She she encircled her arms, and she literally dug her fingers in my back. And then I felt and saw her smile, and she just smiled at me. And it just, like, caused something in me. I didn't know what was happening, and I, I don't know what happened. I just noticed we, we weren't talking. I didn't speak Thai very well yet. She's a little Thai girl. She didn't speak English. But... In that time, it was like, the only way I've ever been able to describe it is I grew up in a simple logging town in Oregon and grandma cooked on a wooden stove. And I remember she would cook on it with a wooden stick stirring this pot. And it was like grandma was stirring something up inside me that had never been stirred before. And in that moment, in that moment, it's like my life made sense. I was, this girl mattered and I mattered to her and I don't know what it was, but it was magic. And one of the, one of the ways I know it was magic is the way it ended. It was like, it seemed like it had just started. And then that same missionary came in and said, hey, Elder Ants, it's time to go. And I said, it is. And I looked and it was like three o'clock, four hours had passed. And I did, I wasn't even aware of the time. It was like time stood still. And in that moment, everything mattered. And, and I didn't know what it was then. It's only uh-huh. in reflecting and looking back does that story stand out as that moment A when service moment. and purpose mm-hmm. entered. And it's powerful for me to tell that story today, sometimes to see what matters. Because sometimes we pass up those moments and we have to go back and examine them. And, and they, they mean something different to us in our adulthood than they do sometimes in our youth. Well, we just don't pick up on it maybe as, as you could have then and really reflected on it earlier. I wasn't capable. Than, I didn't have the tools and experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, that you said purpose and service, I mean, two pretty powerful things. Um, what, can you describe that a little bit further, what you mean by purpose and service? Well, I think, you know, we have a roofing company and, and we've been around for 31 years and, and on our logo, it says, so this you is know, your company you've started. This is my company. I started 31 years ago. I'm the CEO and the company oh. is Antis Roofing, keeping families safe and dry. I mean, I love how you say, it. I love how you say roof. 
Ruffs, how do you say it? <laughs> Ruff. <laughs> we said roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've actually met with your council that governs uh, roofing there. It's a fascinating discussion yeah. in the past. I'm on the national board, but we, uh, but we have it. We know why it exists. We keep families safe and dry, but it did, that, that is a powerful statement today. It lets That's our people know statement. what to do. Well, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's why we exist. We mm. keep family. It's, it's as clean as that. We have values and other things, but, but we, we, we're really into purpose, but it goes, it, so it didn't feel like that 10, 15 years ago. It felt like, it felt like kind of a quiet, Oh, you know, I wasn't proud of it, but I couldn't let anyone have a leaky roof just because they didn't have the money to pay. I didn't know that could be a thing you could build a business on, but eventually that turned into this slogan, keeping families safe and dry. And when my people in my company know why we exist and a phone call comes and somebody's house is leaking, you know, they're not worried necessarily about procuring payment. They know they're getting a truck out there, you know, and, and, and you know, it's, it, it matters how it lines up. And it also matters to the people that hear our message because when the consumer understands and aligns with your brand and who you are, then then it, it, throws every, it throws that price study on its head. They believe in value because that consumers gets that you're gonna, they, they may not get it consciously, but they trust you. And the facts are your people will stay in your company because there's purpose there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of companies that do a lot of giving just for the value of retaining and keeping happy employees. I'm not saying they don't also do it with a, with a big heart, but sometimes they don't talk about it on the outside. But it's a brand lift on the outside. It's also a culture lift on the inside, but mm. that's only part of it. I think about that because I'm a business owner, but I do it because, Lee, I'm happy today. I'm a CEO and I'm capable of grinding and working 85-hour weeks and working miserable and looking at people that only work 70-hour weeks like they're, like they're slackers. That's, that's a terrible boss. But today, I have I get to live an entirely different existence where every day I wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, the most important thing is I show up with all of me present, authentic at work, and I'm not whittling people away. Instead, I'm encouraging people and being generous with people. You know, that's what's important to me today. So imagine how much happier I am and how much better I sleep at night when I'm not you know, as I'm not saying I'm a perfect boss, but but I when you when you can get to purposeful stories in your life and it shows up in work, then you I love that because then you can also teach that to have people that are fulfilled and find purpose at work. So it's not just mm. me, it's we have a system at work where we can find the things that matter to our people and then we can build those programs. Like I have a I have a a board I'm sorry, I have a VP here that's a board member for SoCal Chapter of American Red Cross. So it won't surprise you that my roofing company tomorrow is holding a blood drive where we're going to have over 60 units of blood donated, and we're doing yeah. it again next Wednesday. So, mm. you know, by by being open and purposeful, you can create value that makes your people proud, that makes you feel better, sleep better at night, and then also lifts your brand at the same time. And that's what I try to do. I, but but really, while my company exists to keep families safe and dry. I am fulfilled by awakening passion in others for social change, and that's kind of what we where we started. Yeah, I love it. You're obviously a, a storyteller as well, and, and very passionate, and I, inspiring. I am, um, a, I am a sport sport. I have a storytelling coach, Jay Golden. Oh yeah. Wrote the book Retellable. Hmm. I don't know. He just spoke. He just spoke at a big conference in Australia last month, and oh, uh, he's pretty proud of it. The um the the whole idea. I mean, I, I just by your story, then this idea of having this sense of purpose, not only individually but as a collective, 
um, that then you can connect to so deeply is really driving that uh, that enthusiasm that you have, that passion to to serve better, to serve more greatly, and that is absolutely gratifying. And I believe this, to get to this level, there's a there's a model that I've, I've constructed, but to get to this level of happiness. Um, growth uh, is one of those things which sort of encapsulates purpose, but so is service or contribution. Um, and finding that connection, finding that awakening that you're sort of talking about um, is is probably the more tricky part. And that can take some people a um, short amount of years and some people a longer amount of time. How do you go about pushing people towards that awakening moment and finding their purpose so they can have that level of service in their life, that level of impact so they can feel more gratified? That's a great question. There's two levels. Uh, the, the first would be on a personal level, and the second yep. would be on a professional level. Okay. I'm going to start with the second first. If you're, if you're in business, if you can align with a nonprofit that has that it is your cause. Like, like for us, one of them is we donate all the risk for Habitat for Humanity. It makes sense. You know, it makes sense to the consumer. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to my people. Uh, then, and, and they have a solid board. They have board members that have something you want. Then that's a great way to develop yourself and get involved. You'll, you'll pass over years of what you develop in a Vistage type group just by being on the board of people trying to do the right thing. And I, that's not a fair statement entirely. But, but I, I think that you can't develop that if you don't develop yourself. And so what I give people, what I to give Jesus. people, and I have a lot of people that do this, is I try to give them a way to be who they are more authentically. And, and I'll tell you, um, I'll try to say this quicker than normal. Uh, in the morning, I have a very specific ritual. This mm-hmm. morning, um, I got up uh, really early, earlier than I intended to with a leg cramp. But when I, it happens, I roll with it. I go, okay, I'm going to get to do a longer bike ride this morning. And on my bike ride this morning, I saw two owls. I mean, that was fascinating. One was a white-winged, uh, I'm sorry, it was a barn owl, and he squawked, he screeched twice. I haven't heard that in a long time. So I, I, that is a powerful thing that will stay with me for the rest of my life. And that happened to me this morning. I mean, it's not even fair to people that don't get to have that. And that ha- thing, I saw two badgers two days ago. I mean, that's mm. just pretty awesome. I live in the city. And so that I start the day with an early morning awakening. I love to watch the world wake up. But I also need a thought. And by a thought, I need a thought that is truly uplifting. An uplifting thought of today is not like the ones when I was a kid. Work harder than the other guy and you'll succeed and he'll perish. I mean, that's, that's a terrible message. The message today is something like, Whenever you're thinking of another human being or addressing him, always address them in their highest self. Get a, get a thought like that that betters you without any loss. Nobody's loses. Nobody loses. And then, and then there's a tool that you, I think it's absolutely necessary in the morning. I use a tool called a five-minute journal, but yeah. you don't need this device. It's just write down what you're grateful for, and this is the magic one. Write down what would make the day great. And then a couple of IMs. And this morning, one of the things I wrote was something to the effect, I will awaken all that hear my voice and wakes and in ripples that will last forever to see themselves higher than they've ever seen themselves before. Something like that. And I know what I wrote because I write something like that every day. And, and I write several things like that. And it sounds a little bit out there when if you, mm. if you one might think I'm narcissistic or egotistical. But let me tell it to you from the perspective. What if I wrote that every day? And what if I just got one-tenth the way there? I mean, what if, you know, because if, if you don't say it, if you don't think it, it won't, it has no chance. So I'm real big on this, you know, thoughts become 
words become actions, become things. And so I choose Mm. good thoughts. And so the morning practice, by the time I get to work and I take time getting dressed, I used to race through it. I'm, I'm nice to myself for two hours in the morning. By the time I get to work, I find that I'm able to be nicer to everyone else. Now, there's times I'm not perfect. We had an intense, um, intense executive meeting today, and, and I had a disagreement with one of my executive teams. But you know what? I, I handled it well, as did he. But my point is, is I did, uh, because I, I balanced my day right, and now I'm able to be kind of to a point where this sounds a little out there, maybe to some people, but probably not to your listeners. You know, I I get to a point where I'm kind of one with everything, where I'm literally not resenting uh, or, or, or worried. When I get to resentful or worried, it means Mm. I'm, I'm not in that space. And, and let me tell you the space I want to get to in the morning. This is what I, I, I try to achieve. Um, I try to find, well, let me say it specifically. Sometimes in a tree or in a certain space, if I sit there just right, I can feel its aliveness. And when I can feel the aliveness in a space or a tree, that's a great indicator that during that day, I'm going to feel the aliveness in me. And I, I can't say it any more specifically than that, except I become more authentically who I am and a better version, a better and better version of myself, whatever that is. I can't really prove it to you. I'm just happier, and I I see myself higher, and I'm able to do more of the to live more of my dreams than I ever have. But it all starts with that morning. So if I can get people to start their morning, I, I've given away a thousand five minute journals, and 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 I give away other books too, uh, things that will help people. But I don't like to give away anything that's conditional. That well, if you're a Mormon, this will work, or if you're Catholic, or if you're a Republican. I like to speak a language, and I try to speak what I call an all-inclusive language, where everything that I say could make people might think I'm weird, but they, I won't leave them out of the discussion. So when yeah. I talk of God, just for the sake of it, I don't say God; I say universe. That's how I think because universe. It, it I, in California, it works really well, and and if I create an all-inclusive language inside and out my company, I think it helps with branding, it helps with messaging, it helps with trust. And I, I just got way off topic. I'm sorry. But no, the, the that's more, good. That, I'm going to connect back to this, this morning routine okay. and, and certainly awakening. How long have you been sort of doing this morning routine work? When did you discover that? Or is that something you've done since just, you know, 30 years ago when you started your company? No, I th- I'd say it, it really ties into my awakening. That's yeah. really interesting you say that. And, and it's about it started with really slow, slow swims in the morning, and it started at really, really stressful times when I feel like I'm losing everything, and I almost have to find something uh, in that morning nature moment, whether so it's water, around, trees, was this around when you were 50, you said? Yes. Okay, yes, so you, which you, is very you started getting up. Because <laughs> you said, I mean, you used to work, and the attitude was, you know, I'm working 85 hours a week, and that's what it's sure. about. and and looking down on people that only work 70 hours a week, which I also, is incredible I also got married itself. when I was 50. I also got married when I was 50 for a second time. The hardest decision I ever made in my yeah. life because I was never going to have kids again. And I have I have five-year-old twins at home, and they are absolute magic beings. That And I talk like a kid because I have kids at home. I, I, I am blessed beyond blessed. I made the best decision in my life. And so I, let's not forget that was part of my awakening too. That was the hardest decision in my life and by far the best. Yeah, so all these, all these dots connecting together. Um, sure, I, multiple awakenings. I, 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 I feel like I'm laying on the psychiatrist couch, and you're gonna. If I start crying, um, that I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you the bill. That's good. 
<laughs> you may not get paid. <laughs> okay. So we're looking at, at, at this morning routine. And I think to help others get there and find that purpose, I think it's a really good way to, to start the day and certainly help you live more purposefully in each day. Um, and I just want to sort of unwind that a bit because I, I certainly know when I started, you know, waking up in the morning rather than getting out of bed at seven o'clock and rushing through the morning to get to work in a job that I didn't like. I started, I still had a job that I didn't like, but I started getting up earlier, doing some exercise, doing some journaling, things like that. And that just made me feel better about myself. And it actually made me, my attitude sort of shift throughout that day. Even though I was still in a place where I didn't want to be, it changed the attitude, it changed how I was connecting with others. And that certainly slowly and gradually led to more purpose. And that's the, the path that it goes on, I think, in life. So if you can start just with something as simple as, Waking up, being kind to yourself, maybe a one-hour, two-hour routine where you're doing a bit of exercise, a bit of journaling, whatever tools you find work for you, um, I think that's a great way to, to go on, get on a path of purpose. Does that make sense? I agree. No, I, I totally agree. And I, I love to give that gift to people. And, you know, like if I give a, a journal away, because everything happens in seasons in people's life, and I've learned to not um, own – to not own the outcome, you know, and, but I, I, I bet you if I've given out a thousand of those, maybe 250 of them are being used pretty regularly. And it's pretty cool. I get to have this conversation with everybody and I've seen how that journal, in fact, a book just came out. It's a bestseller called Success Mindsets by Ryan Gottfordson. He's a local professor here. And it's basically talking about what we're talking about from a clinical, uh, how they would teach it in college. And he, uh, he, he writes about me in chapter 17. I gave him a copy of the five minute journal. That was the impetus that he wrote that book. And then he yeah. talks about me again in chapter 20 and he, uh, about the mindset that I have, and I, I think he calls it a promotional mindset, and that would be that I, I, I train myself through my morning practice to always see opportunities, so the glass is half full, which I think is basically what he calls a promotional mindset, you know, and, and it's that, a little bit of that abundant thinking, and there are a lot, there, it's a, you know, if you can train yourself slowly. Can you shift people's mindsets? Because I, I feel that there's there's both sides of the, the mindset. Some people don't have that promotional mindset naturally, and some people seem to have it more naturally. Maybe it's because of the upbringing, et cetera. Is there Ryan sort of techniques says yes. or ways? Well, how, do you, how would you go about helping someone? I mean, you know, you mentioned before having that thought in the morning that's quite empowering. Um, well, I uh, think, okay, so I, this and, is, I, I want to start with the, uh, the uh, problem. I think a problem is in the Western society, at least, is we're brought up in so many groups, either by religion, by state, by country, by yeah. by school. We're, we're so compared to each other. We're so compared to each other. Uh, and I think that, so to me, it goes back to this awakening. I have to shatter this, you know, stop comparing yourself to everybody else. You are marvelous who you are. I mean, there isn't anybody that I've met that doesn't have some amazing ability when you stop and pause and ask questions and see where their path has led. And because their path led there, they have the ability to be a beacon to so many people. And everybody has that to some level, even people with, with severe um, challenges and handicaps. And I think that, but when, as soon as we go back to society, we compare ourselves. So we have to, I think it really comes back to, if I can get people to use the five minute journal, right. If I can get them to, to understand what a true inspirational message is, if I can get them to careful to understand what they're ingesting, what are they watching? You know, if they're watching horror movies and wondering why they're having nightmares, you know, it's, it's 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 hard to see when you're you just don't think that can matter but when you start to peel away from it 
everything matters. And I think that, uh, you know, it's like language. I'm really big into language of inclusivity. I, I train myself to only say things in a positive way. Hmm. And what I mean by that is my wife says this thing. She says, everything happens for a reason. It's a very positive way to say everything happens for a reason. I used to say the same thing, so I thought, nothing happens by accident. Uh, well, a social scientist will explain to you that those two things might sound the same logically, but they're not the same at all in the way that the animal brain, the reptilian brain receives them, because the way it's received is just stained with accident. Um, uh, what's, what's the, there's another yeah, negative yeah. word there. I lost the expression, but it's like when I, when I really get into language and things that matters that people, you know, I didn't know, I used to look in the mirror when I was a kid and this is, you know, I, I thought God was disappointed in me. That sounds like a little bit of a weight. Oh, it was an awful weight for me because the way it, it showed up in me, I didn't hear what I was saying until I finally slowed down. But when I looked in the mirror. I used to say, Charlie, you're a piece of shit. Now, that's hard to say today because that sounds really awful. I don't feel that way anymore. But I, had, I didn't realize I had layered in all this stuff because I compared myself to so many things because so many layers were thrown on me. And this is not bad parenting. This is just my brain interpreting society coming at me. And so I think that I have to, I feel like with everybody, we got to undo that a little bit. Hmm. And I don't know. And I, and I, and I, I kind of shift to the magic. I let the, so I let the scientists like Ryan Gobertson who, who can teach it that way. I really rely on something that is, I, I trust that people can discover themselves if we give them the tools. So, you know, learning how to express and, and get involved in the thing that awakens them and then learning how to start their day. Those are the two areas that I really focus on because that's where I, I have experience and I feel expertise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you talked about there too, watching what you sort of expose yourself to, you know, and, and you know, the negative language, you know, probably the news. I assume you're not a news watcher. You know, today, so it's a great, the great, you just brought that up. Today, I said, I can't watch the news. I had two important podcasts to do. And, and you know what I did? I spent seven minutes reading the headlines. And that was before I went into that meeting where I got a little snappy with an executive. The news can be very, if I'm doing a keynote somewhere when I was traveling, I had to block news for like three days unless it's something I had to know. Yeah. Because it, it, you, I, it, it'll throw me off from being authentic in the moment. And I think when I speak, by the way, the most important thing is to be authentic in the moment. The moment I start playing those old tape recorders, I, I just, it'll, I'll spill out, I'll spill out bullshit dropping names trying to impress you and I'm wasting all your time and so with me I it's like that's that morning routine it's all about getting to that place of authenticity where everything that happens that day really matters and everybody I touch that day I really can lift them each time we pass I mean if you think that it can happen and that without a morning routine I don't think that can happen no no so that's a, that's a great tool that morning routine and it's it's well written about well well promoted these days. I think um, there's thousands of books on, on morning routines and some really good ones out there too. What other tools did you use, um, you know, when you're looking at yourself in the mirror saying you're a piece of shit? What other, like, across that, the years of the journey there to the transformation of your mindset to this new empowering person, what other tools and techniques did you discover that worked? Gosh, I don't know. You know, there were so many layers. I think, you know, you, what would, 
do people have, when people reinvent themselves, or you call it some level of self, self-actualization, I'm certainly not claiming I'm self-actualized and I'm on to any state of nirvana, but there's a lot of things that matter. But one of the things that, that really mattered with my life was the school of hard knocks was, you know, when I left Mormonism, it was really hard for me because I, it was social suicide. I lost my circle of friends and I, I was really hurt. And, and, but yeah. Why did you leave? uh, well, it's, I don't know if I want to go down that hole, but, I, but honestly, I, I don't believe in the doctrine, but I thought I did, you know, cause I was born into it. Yeah, okay. So it just, I think when I, it, but you know, I think that, you know, I, I'll say this, there's, you know, there's levels of, I'll, I'll say this, I could be in any church. So imagine I'm going to say this and I don't want to be blasphemous to anybody, but I would ask everybody that's a believer in any type of a deity if their belief has a punishment, has a hell, I would ask them to just go on a play an experiment with me, and 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 you can reason with your your higher power that you're doing this to learn it better. But just just experiment. Imagine that there is no punishment. Imagine there is no punishment. I think that is a gift that if I could have had earlier, because I've been imagining there's no punishment for the last seven, eight years, and that's when I started being nicer to people. And that's when I started being nicer to myself. And I think that that is a, but I didn't get there. I didn't didn't get there happily. I got there because I got slammed out of something that I loved. Not, they didn't slam me out, but you can't be half in. If I don't believe in that, I can't be in that. And that's okay. So I lost that language. And then it was going to the next place and then losing that too. And then having a couple of my, my having to reinvent myself more than once. And, and a couple of times my back against the wall, I could be starting over. I could lose everything. I think that's what it took for me. It wasn't, it wasn't a beautiful, you know, I didn't study, uh, you know, go to, uh, go to Mecca. I didn't, I didn't have that experience. I got kicked around and I said, I'm going to try this because it isn't working anymore. And as far as business, I was having a really bad year when I put everything into our brand. When we started talking about the good that we do and we started ramping up our giving, I was scared to death. I didn't necessarily think it was the best thing either, but I, I, it wasn't working what we were doing. And I believed that people did care about if you stood for good things and you always did the right thing no matter what, I believe that it would matter internally and externally. So there was, there was desperateness my personal life and having to reinvent myself. There was desperateness in my company, wondering if I'm going to meet payroll and trying to get the brand right. I think that's, you know, I don't have this beautiful story. Um, I have a few awesome things that happened to me. I mean, you know, I think that I got, I got to say this. I'll try to say it quickly. One of the things that happened and it happened over and over again was I get a call and this happened 31 years ago. I get a call from a woman. She's got leaks in every room. And that's a good thing. And I have no work. They started my company. And I'm running over to fix her leaks. And I'm noticing all of a sudden the homes are getting more disheveled. And oops. And until finally I turn on the street where the home would be. And I just see like this dead grass field and a setback home. And I don't even want to knock. I only knock because, you know, dad says you always do the right thing. And I knock on the door and the lady answers the door. And this type of thing happened to me. And this thing, this one here is real dramatic. She answered the door and she had this tired expression and suddenly I'm hit with the smell of mildew. And between her expression and the mildew, I'm like trying to get out of there. But as I try to leave and think of what I'm going to say, 
I feel a tug at my finger. I look down. There's this little six-year-old girl, and she's got this ear-to-ear smile. She's just the opposite of her mom and me. She doesn't smell that. She's just got a visitor home, and she pulls me in in this crowded living room past this hallway into this room. And I, I know it's her room because she's pointing to this unicorn My Little Pony poster on the wall. And But that's the moment I look down. And this is the first time I remember having this conflict. I look down, and I just see four mattresses with moldy bedding. And I, oh, you know, and that was the time when I, I wanted to run. She was cute, but I couldn't help her. I had a mortgage payment to make. And at, at this time, this 30 seconds of not being able to say anything, her mom walks back in the room with that old tired expression. And something came out of me right then that was the first time I remember saying it. I just looked at this woman and I said, I'm going to take care of your roof. And I, I, I wanted to take that back, but I, I couldn't. And and that that was the thing, that that commitment right then in that moment. Yeah. It was it was scary, but that right there ended up being this theme that eventually helped, led me to purpose. I didn't get here as fast. I didn't get here easy. I didn't. It wasn't clear to me that this was helping my brand. It was more like crap. This guy has a leaky roof. Dad says I got to fix it because I got to do the right thing. I didn't feel blessed. Today yeah. I feel blessed. Today I feel like because of that. I understand people better. I understand brand better. I understand what makes people make decisions better. But I also feel blessed. I just don't define blessed. I feel like people work to our advantage. I feel like we have protectors out in the market, logically because we do good things. But I feel it goes beyond that. I just don't define that, you know, in my life today. But all of those things that that happened a long time ago. We kept giving away roofs, and that developed a compassion in me that eventually, I'd say compassion and empathy is like a muscle. The first time I gave away a roof and Habitat said, 10 years we we had the first Habitat roof, they said, Antis Roofing, donating roofs and transforming lives. I mean, I thought I would be struck by lightning because I felt wrong to talk about it. But something happened in showing up to talk about good and doing more good pretty soon it didn't feel sincere in the beginning. Then pretty soon I started seeing those families that were impacted and then pretty soon it grows. And so a lot of what happened to me in the last seven years too started a long time ago. I just couldn't hmm. realize it. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, I just couldn't realize it. I, I it was a long discussion to get back to words, but I don't really have any beautiful stories. If we have specific, specific questions, I'll, I'll, I'll have a lot of stories, but I can't think of that no, next nice. deciding nice. moment. <laughs> and, and I think, I mean, there's a lot of empowering messages in your conversation today and certainly the journey there, you know, for people out there that want the instant, you know, instant fix to their, their woes. Um, it's not about that, you know, it's about, um, slowly digging it away and hopefully having those moments of consciousness or awakening moments where you can connect with those, um, things that really matter a little bit more deeply and that might fast track you a little bit more, but you know, it is going to take a journey and, and that's certainly the message I got today, uh, with your story, Charles. So appreciate you coming on, appreciate you sharing what, what Charles, is there any way people can reach out to you, connect with you? Um, I would love it. Yeah. yeah? I'm active. I actively post, post on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, Charles Antis on LinkedIn. My company, Antis Roofing, is active on a lot of channels, and we do a lot of fun stuff. If you're into, if you're a company, or you want you, where you work to do more good, follow us because we're very experienced in that conversation, and we love it. And we're experimenting right now in it because giving's changing right now. How I don't know, but it's changing. <laughs> and so, yeah, follow me on LinkedIn. If you have any questions, you want to reach out. If you ever want to um, talk about how we could do or any of the stuff we talked about today, whether it's work or personal, you can email me at charles at antisroofing.com. 
Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, guys out there. Um, Check it out at hiddenwired.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Mundelty. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.